This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Which was in line with expectations. Traders continue to keep an eye on world wheat production prospects with improving conditions in some areas and ongoing concerns in others. That's a look at the ICE futures and U.S. markets for Friday, November 13th. In Winnipeg, for Markets Farm, I'm Phil Franz-Warkenton. This year's Value Bonanza sales event at Butler Farm Equipment Limited in Fort St. John gives you more ways to save. Choose 0% financing, cash back, and more on select New Holland tractors, hay and forage products, and materials handling equipment. These offers end December 31st, so make the trip to Butler Farm Equipment Limited in Fort St. John today. You get more choices and more savings when you buy during Value Bonanza. For commercial use only, customer participation subject to credit qualification and CNH, Industrial Capital Canada Limited approval. Standard terms, conditions, and other restrictions apply. A down payment may be required. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Good morning. Welcome to another edition of the show. A little later on, we'll be talking to Miles Randall, the president of Team Aeromedical. They're looking to start operation here in Fort St. John. They offer uh, aeromedical services. That's by helicopter, ambulance, essentially. We're going to talk about what they do, uh, why they might be better than stars, and why they want to be here in a little bit. Uh, But that's coming up. After this, to start, we want to talk with Lisa Jewell, the Outreach Coordinator at the Fort St. John Women's Resource Society. They've been seeing, uh, really, they're on the front line in a lot of ways of the overdose crisis in this community that's been underway, and we've seen a big spike in it since the COVID-19 pandemic started. Lisa joins me this morning. Lisa, thanks so much for talking to us on Moose Talks today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Deb. Excellent. All right. Well, as I said, uh, province-wide, we've seen a spike in overdose deaths and just overdoses in general in BC since the beginning of the pandemic. And the Northeast has one of the highest per capita overdose rates in the province and has uh, since the pandemic began. On the front line, what have you seen and what have you been experiencing, you and the uh, staff at the uh, Fort St. John Women's Resource Society, what have they been experiencing at the centre since the pandemic began in terms of overdoses? So when the pandemic first began, we definitely noticed an increase. Um, Clients coming in talking about how themselves or someone else that they know have experienced an overdose and whether or not they they had naloxone used on them and how many shots it took to bring them back um we find we're finding that it's taking a lot more naloxone to bring people back from a state of overdose where they're conscious again and able to um sort of recalculate where they're at um this has been a steady increase since the pandemic is It just seems like people are coming in every day with more and more information on how they're going down. And quite recently, um, the strain of drugs in in town has been changing. We're not exactly quite sure what the substance is exactly yet. Um, When it first started, we had reports of a yellowish tinge to different kind of drugs that were causing overdose. And then very quickly, it changed over to different colors. So, for example, we've had a neon blue-green 
what is supposed to be a downer substance that it's been sent out by RCMP and is supposed to get tested. So, but at this point, really, we have no idea what we're dealing with. We wow. know that it's causing overdoses. We know that we've had people overdosing several days in a row. Um, we know that naloxone works great. <laughs> Um, we have been double stuffing our naloxone kits at the center. So typically a naloxone kit will come with three injections of the antidote in the kit for one to use to bring somebody back. We've been hearing a lot that it's taking around six. So I've been ordering extra refill kits from the BCCDC and um, stuffing the extra three injections into the original kit so that people are still walking around with one kit uh, but they are ready to deal with an overdose when and if they come across one. Wow. Uh, does that mean normally uh, one naloxone kit with the three uh, doses of the antidote as you say normally that would suffice to kind of help somebody who's uh, experiencing an overdose? Before the pandemic yeah we were hearing that usually it was three maybe four shots um pandemic hit and the supply has definitely changed so we know that you know essential services were only being shipped it's cut down a lot of the supply chains coming to canada um people are getting creative and we are not sure what substances they are using in their drug supply wow so until we know what we're dealing with. Um, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot more that anybody can do other than to be prepared, be educated, have access to an naloxone kit. Come on down to the Women's Resource Society. I or any member of our team down at the Women's will be happy to sit down with you, do some training, get you set up with a kit, make sure you have what you need, and so that you know what you're looking for. Uh, this is a very complex issue. Um would you say, and you, you may not be able to speak to this, the drug supply has changed because, as you said, the borders closed, that sort of thing. People have to be creative. Are more people using as well? Have you heard, uh, have any inf information about that, about just more people doing it now because, well, I mean, there's many reasons why. Have you heard that? Um, I don't think it's necessarily a case of new people dabbling and experimenting with these mm -hmm. type of drugs. Um, I have seen quite a few people who have come into the center and said, I was sober for X amount of years and I relapsed during the pandemic. And um, there's been several different reasons on why people have said it. I mean, mental health is right up there. People just cannot stand the isolation and the way that the world is changing and how we're dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so that's one reason. Another reason is just they're not working. They don't have anything to do. They're finding themselves a little bit bored. Mm -hmm. um, that's leading to some relapses for sure as well. Uh, so, so if there are more people using currently, it's because perhaps former users who have been clean for some time have relapsed, as you say, because... They have the time now. They don't have the distraction of work and they don't have the distraction of other people uh, who can help them kind of keep them from relapsing, I suppose. Right. And I mean, the reality is um, a lot of addicts who are in recovery use work as their main distraction. You go to work, 
you work your butt off for the day, you come home, you're tired, you eat, you go to bed, you get up, you do it again the next day. Um, it's a solid way for people to keep themselves busy enough where they can continue on living their lives, but it's developing different priorities for people who are fresh in recovery. Lisa, are you concerned about the supply of naloxone at all? Like, has there been any indication uh, that you're fine to order as much as you need, or or is there a concern that maybe if this keeps up, it's going to get harder to get? No, I haven't heard that at all. Um, so I've spoken to our suppliers um, for our naloxone, and they have assured me on several occasions that there's lots of naloxone. It's not going anywhere. We can get what we need. Um, I just really want to encourage the community, please, please come in for training and please come and talk to one of us. We will get you trained. We will get you set up. There's no shortage of supply of naloxone at all. That's a very good point. Very good to know. Um, in terms of a response to this crisis, uh, we've talked about this on this show before with you. I believe, if I remember right, I've talked to somebody uh, else uh, with the CDC before on, uh, about the overdose crisis on this show. What is it you being on the front line and uh, kind of seeing this happening with your with your uh, you know coworkers dealing with this? I guess first of all, actually, I want to ask you this question: What's it been like dealing with this more now, handing it out more? Maybe even uh, some people having to jump in and and administer these uh, uh, these shots, uh, you know, among the staff at the society. What's the morale of the people you're working with who have had to deal with this and this spike since the beginning of the pandemic? It's terrifying. It's sad. Um, the people that we serve, we are very close with. And we like to remind the community that just because somebody has an addiction does not mean that, you know, when they were five years old, they grow up and said, Mom, when I grow up, I want to be addicted to heroin. Mm-hmm. That is not how this happens. These are people. These are people with families. These are people with feelings. And... They have their own wants and goals as well. And when we have to jump in and deal with either the aftermath or the moment of crisis of overdose, uh, it affects us in a negative way. We feel for our people because we genuinely care about them. Mm -hmm. We still maintain our professional boundaries where, okay, this is work because it will start to get at you quite badly if you don't have those boundaries set up, but we provide a very strong support for one another of our team. We debrief daily. We make sure that the staff stay in a healthy state so that we can continue serving our clients in the absolute best way that we can. All right, Lisa, what are you hoping to see uh, more of, or just in general from governments uh, that, uh, you know, help you guys out on this, right? Provincially, even municipally from the city? What what are you looking for to help address this crisis from our political leaders? So many things. I would love a detox in Fort St. John. I would love um, access to a more longer-term treatment center closer to the area. Generally, people have to travel across the province to access treatment, and it puts them in a situation where they don't really have the family support that most people are looking for when they're trying to access recovery. I would like to see more health care and more mental health options when it comes to our people. 
the, our people are people. They still need access to health care. They still need access to doctors and mental health professionals. This has to happen. Lisa, right now, uh, just so people know who maybe don't have any real idea of how this works out, when you go to detox, when you need a treatment center, where do people have to travel to? What's kind of the closest place where you can get that help uh, in kind of that immediate sense with detox and treatment? So there's two detox centers in our area. One is in Grand Prairie. Mm-hmm. One is in Prince George. Those, those are generally the ones that uh, most mental health professionals in town will access when trying to arrange detox for people. Um, most of the treatment centers that are a little more accessible or down in the lower mainland there is one out in farmington northwind healing center they are wonderful um baldy hughes in prince george is a year-long program but it's only for men and that's down in prince george but the waiting list with all the treatment centers are extensive and the requirements so funding has to be in place you have to have your medical information filled out by your doctor there's a lot of hoops to jump through to get into treatment mm-hmm. um fair enough i mean the treatment centers need to have the information that they're looking for so that they can provide proper treatment that is needed for the clients so that they can serve the clients the best way that they can absolutely we're more than happy to provide that but we need more access there's no transportation um the buses don't even go all the way down to vancouver you gotta get pretty creative when you're trying to get somebody down there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Lisa, do you see a safe injection site as part of the solution to this problem? Would that help in any way uh, kind of ameliorate this crisis? It might. Um, I know mental health has uh, launched a injection slash nasal site in the mental health location at the Pioneer Square. That is a huge step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. That is harm reduction. That is giving our people access to a place where they can go and use and they can access medical assistance when and if needed. Awesome. Like, that's amazing. Uh, will it be big enough? Well, the hours are from 8.30 to 4.30, and it still isn't a professional building. Um, so I don't know. I'd be very interested to see what their results of how many people are using it and what it looks like. But I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. And the people who are running it are doing the best that they can to provide a harm reduction model and to make sure that the people in our community at least have an option for what's available. They're working with what they can. They're doing with what they can. And the other agencies in Fort St. John that are also battling this pandemic is trying and we are all battling this and we want to see our people survive make it through this addiction make it through treatment make it through whatever barriers that cause them to start using to begin with finally lisa you uh touched on this earlier but uh what can i do what can me and and other members of the community do to help in the meantime you know you mentioned learning how to administer in the lock zone could be one of the ways we could help absolutely so i will offer free the lock zone training to any businesses or people in the community as will my team members you can pop down to the women's resource society you can book an appointment we can get you trained up on what the kit looks like how to use it when to use it 
uh, how you're going to identify an overdose. So come on down, Dub, and I will get you trained up. We'll get you set up with a kit. Anybody who's downtown or maybe you're working in a hotel or maybe you're, I don't know, just in positions where people from out of town or transient individuals, everybody should know how to use one. It became common knowledge for a lot of people on how to use an EpiPen. This is no different. Good advice, Lisa, and good on you on uh, allowing uh, or offering that uh, that service to everybody. I want to switch gears quickly. We only got like a minute left, Lisa, but you had mentioned uh, you want to talk quickly about Christmas hampers. Apparently, you have a lot of sponsors, so if uh, people need some help, please come forward. Yep. So our applications are still open until November 25th. I've been talking to a lot of people who have been coming into the center who have been saying things like, somebody else might need it more. Well, if you've been affected by the COVID pandemic and you're feeling the financial pressures and you have children, please come and talk to me. There is help available. And, you know, Fort St. John is such a strong, committed, powerful community that we do not need to have people who are really stressed about Christmas. It is intended for people who are struggling financially, and I really don't like hearing the, oh, somebody else can use it more than I can while they're in accessing our other low-income services. So if you have a friend or if you feel like maybe you're feeling the financial pressures of Christmas and you might be collecting CERB or you're on EI or whatever kind of financial program that's helping you get through the day right now, give me a call. And we will see what we can do, and we will make sure that those kids are set up so that everybody can have a wonderful Christmas. Wonderful, Lisa. Well, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk about that, and of course, a very tough subject to talk about uh, the overdose crisis. Uh, I'm grateful you took a few minutes to talk to us today, Lisa. Thanks. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me, guys, and have a fantastic day. Uh, You too, Lisa. That's Lisa Jewell, the Outreach Coordinator at the Fort St. John Women's Resource Society. We'll be right back after this on Moose Talks. If your operation needs a boost this fall, TNT Communications has all the gear you need for the busy work season ahead. From cell boosters for your truck, house, UTV, or work site, to two-way radios, communications towers, stadium light towers, and UTV rentals, TNT Communications can keep you connected on the job site all season long. Thousands of sites lit by TNT throughout the Peace region and thousands of happy customers would agree. TNT Communications in Fort St. John, your bell source in the Peace. Big money, big money! The Neat Bingo Extravaganza is on Tuesday, November 17th at 7pm. On the Sky Blue card, you could win up to $200 with any one line, $800 with two lines, $400 with the large square, and a blackout jackpot of $1,200. Bingo cards are $5 each and available at these fine retailers. Save on Foods, Gateway Esso, Chevron and Charlie Lake, the Taylor Inn Liquor Store, and at Neat.ca. The Neat Bingo Extravaganza is on Tuesday, November 17th at 7 p.m. BC Gaming Event License Number 126599. Know your limit, play within it. 19 plus. Please note that bingo is only available on Facebook at Moose FM and at Energetic City. It's time for the annual Ryerson Contracting Light of Moose. You've helped us raise over half a million dollars for the Fort St. John Hospital Foundation since we started in 2004. 
Now, the Hospital Foundation needs your help more than ever since most of their traditional fundraisers have been canceled. Plus, North River Midstream will match the first $20,000 donated to Light a Moose. With the right players and a great community partner, we can do it. You can donate in person, online, or on the phone. Funds from this Light a Moose will go to support urgent equipment needs at the Fort St. John Hospital and Care Home. Join us in making this year's Ryerson Contracting Light a Moose one to remember. Light a Moose, November 18th to 20th at Murray GM. Supported in part by Amazing Escapes and Home Hardware. Rip Shoe Renew has been providing the peace with quality craftsmanship for over 40 years, repairing all of your footwear needs. Rip Shoe Renew not only saves soles, but it has a shoe store with a large inventory of ladies' and men's Merrill shoes and boots. Also, they are a licensed dealer for red wing steel-toed boots. Open Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. And Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Get your soul saved at Rip Shoe Renew, located in the Co-op Mall in Dawson Creek. Or give them a call at 250-782-8283. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dub Craig. Now we're going to talk about Team Aeromedical. They're a helicopter ambulance service generally. And they've been operating in the Sea to Sky region for some time, but they want to expand to the Northeast. So to talk about it today, we're joined by the president of Team Aeromedical, Miles Randall, who joins us from North Vancouver. Good morning, Miles. Welcome to Moose Talks. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so as I said, you guys have been operating in the Sea to Sky region for some time now. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, what you're about. What services do you provide? So we're a, a not-for-profit aeromedical rescue program. Um, we marry the, the high medical skills of an air ambulance program, such as BC Ambulance Service, Air Ambulance, or STARS, um, with the capability of doing hoist and longline helicopter rescue, swift water rescue, mountain rescue, auto extrication, avalanche rescue, and, and uh, numerous other disciplines. So the example would be we can uh, operate in a remote place where a logger or a logging crew have rolled their truck off the road. Um, we can not only provide the advanced level of medical care of an air ambulance, but also be able to use the jaws of life to cut the patient out and then transport direct to the most appropriate hospital. Wow. So, I mean, it sounds like you'd be tailor-made for a region like ours where there's mountains, there's a lonely highway, kind of a lot of remote work uh, going on. Um and I, you touched on this quickly, but then I, I maybe elaborate a little more. How are you different from Stars in that regard? Because that's sort of the, that's the company that serves our area currently. Stars is an excellent program when it comes to aeromedical, um, outstanding uh, medical care and transport, without a doubt. Um, what we have that that other air ambulance programs don't have is the ability to um, access patients in remote and challenging terrain, mm -hmm. uh, we would be able to hoist a doctor, paramedic, or nurse direct to patient's side in, in any terrain, um, provide a high level of medical care, and then be able to hoist them right back into the aircraft while it's still in the air, um, and fly off to the most appropriate center. That typically can save up to 10 hours off a wow. remote mission. Um, and our first mission, for example, was performed in a tenth of the traditional time frame, which was key in the survival uh, and recovery of, of our patient, um, as it has been for other patients that we've we've been able to rescue. 
the other side of it is that we uh, we have access to mountain guides, um, so we can work in any kind of technical terrain um, safely to be able to get get to the patient, provide the medical care, and extricate them. And I assume then, in expanding to the northeast, you would kind of expand your staff and whatnot to be include all those things here in uh i think i, I and you can explain this to me a bit I, I believe you're kind of looking to start in prince george but you also want to have a base in fort st john is that correct there's a bit of a, a backstory to fort st john sure uh, we had a five base plant for the province and then um fort st john councillor becky grimsrud and uh bailey helicopters operations manager sean Sean Stone um, reached out to us when they heard about our Fort Saint, or sorry our Prince George expansion, mm-hmm. and said, "What about Fort St. John?" Um, and so we uh, we looked at Fort St. John, uh, came up for a visit, got a feel for the need in in uh, the Fort St. John and North Peace area. I was a paramedic uh, for BC Ambulance Service back in ninety seven ninety eight in in Chetwin, Fort St. John, and Dawson Creek. Uh, so I have a pretty good feel for what the needs were back then, um, and we've talked to locals and got a got a, a feel for what the needs are now, and it's actually um, a much more significant need than it was back in, in the days that I was there. So uh, the energy that we found um, and the drive to get us established in Fort St. John has been huge, and we're quite invigorated by, by the, the local support. Uh, let's talk about that support. Um what is it you need from the area to kind of make this run? I mean, is there a dollar figure you want to raise, this much money to get started? And then do you know how much you kind of have to keep up the operation uh, to kind of keep it going, uh, you know, year by year? Best case scenario for us to be dedicated with a machine ready to go um, at any given time during daylight hours to start with. Um, the the dollar figure is $3.7 million. That's including some startup costs. Mm-hmm. Um if we don't uh, dedicate an aircraft, that means that we just kind of grab whatever aircraft is available when a mission comes up. So that can slow things down considerably. Um, that would, with a non-dedicated aircraft, so just just uh, you know being able to use aircraft ad hoc, that reduces the the cost of the uh, the program by about 1.2 million, depending on the aircraft type. Um, so what we're looking for is, is approximately 1.3 million. In Fort St. John, and uh, be able to to uh, get our staff up there on the on the ground and in the air, being able to help people. So we're reaching out to basically everybody in Fort St. John. Primarily, we're focused on industry. Um, we know that that the energetic city has a substantial industry background, um, and so oil, gas, uh, as well as forestry, adventure sports, and and other industries like that. Uh, but we can also service the uh, the recreationalists as well. All right, uh, very cool. Uh, just one last kind of quick question about how you operate. Weather, uh, we have lots of changing weather. It's the same in the Sea to Sky region, I imagine. Uh, I mean, how often are helicopters, uh, in this case, grounded because of just crappy weather and you, you can't get in? Is it still... Uh, I. I I guess my question, my way of getting to it is uh, how viable is it given that the weather can change? Like how, better way to answer the, ask this, I should say, how uh, how well does a helicopter operate in kind of inclement weather? Like are the chances you have to be grounded due to inclement weather really kind of, does that happen rarely? It is pretty rare. Um, 
obviously my, my time flying in, in the Fort St. John area was, was a few years back, mm. but um, our Squamish base, for example, we have uh, no fly days approximately 5% of the time. Okay. And we have days where we have to approach um, the site from a, a different angle, which, which may slow the response down a little bit by uh, probably 15% of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the time that we, we, can, uh, we can fly in most conditions for sure. Wow, that's incredible! All right, well, uh, is there sort of a? Are you, do you have have you set up like a deadline for when you want to? Hopefully, I want to raise this much by this time so that we can be set up here in the area. There's not a specific date for the the fundraising effort. We're just getting started with it. However, um, if we're able to to achieve the the minimum requirement to uh, to get established in Fort St. John, we can be in the air in 60 days from from that time with our personnel i'd have to just check with with bailey helicopters to make sure that they can they can meet that deadline as well Hmm. um but if we if we had our our budget set tomorrow we could be there um quite quite easily in early january all right miles well this is very uh fascinating uh development we're going to be following this story and your fundraiser uh, very closely thank you so much for uh taking some time to tell us what you're about today miles Thank you for having me on, on board. I also want to shout out to, to Lisa, the, the guest before me. Um, her focus is something that, that I've had years of experience with, um, both in, in the Fort St. John area and in the downtown east side of Vancouver, and pretty much everywhere I've, I've worked as a paramedic. And, and her her uh, her focus is, is so incredible and, and so important to the community. So uh, thanks for having us both on. Absolutely, Miles. Thank you for taking some time with us. That's Miles Randall, the president of Team Aeromedical. We'll be right back to wrap things up right after this on Moose Talks. This year, M&M Food Market is celebrating 40 years of helping Canadians put delicious meals on the table. They offer the best easy-to-prepare, top-quality foods with personalized customer service. They also offer one of the best franchise packages out there for you. Ever wanted to help Fort St. Johners put delicious food on the table? Are you hungry for new opportunities? M&M Food Market has a franchise opportunity for you right here in Fort St. John. Email store337 at mmfoodmarket.com or visit their location at the north end of the Totem Mall. The new Friends Combo from Panago is the perfect pizza party for two. So whether it's your pal or partner, your mate or broski, a bubble buddy, BFF, comrade or compatriot, or even just a really hungry alter ego, the Friends Combo was made to share with your closest at a distance amigos. Right now, get any large recipe pizza, chicken bites and two pops for only $28. Order yours at panago.com. If you're looking for hassle-free internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit pris.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Big thanks to our guests today, Lisa Jewell from the Fort St. John Women's Resource Society and Mike Randall from Team Aeromedical. 
that's it for this episode of Moose Talks. Now, we won't be doing an episode next week, as uh, or next Friday, I should say, as we'll be in the middle of the final day, then, of the Light of Moose fundraiser, which starts on Wednesday. It is in support of the Fort St. John Hospital Foundation. I should say the Ryerson Contracting Light of Moose fundraiser. Anyway, I encourage you to give what you can to help the foundation continue to purchase new life-saving equipment for the hospital and the Peace Villa. If you want more information about the fundraiser, visit FSJ Hospital foundation.ca we'll be talking a lot about it on this station in the coming week adam rayburn is the producer of moose talks i'm dub craig be well join us next friday at 10 a.m for another episode of moose talks a weekly talk show about fort st john and the north peace Brad's Furniture and Appliances Hit the Mark is back. Listen weekdays from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. for your chance to win cold, hard cash. All you have to do is guess a number from 1 to 100. If you get it right, you win the money. If not, we'll add another $10 to the pot. Track the numbers at moosefm.ca slash contest to zero in on the money. Brad's Furniture and Appliances Hit the Mark is powered by Amazing Escapes, Micro Consulting Sales and Service, On-Time Delivery, M&M Food Market, and Blue Pilot Plumbing and Heating. This is Moose Country. This is Moose Country. 100.1 Moose FM. It's a big old world outside this little town. Thoughts that's all I needed to drown you out. It was gonna be easy. It was supposed to be easy. Put some days, put some miles in the rear view. A few state lines between me and you. Just a little space and time and I'd be fine. But I've been from Savannah to Long Beach. Trying to keep your memory out of reach. But there you were in the Delta night. Santa Fe sun, the Colorado sky.
Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.